You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation, and welcome to Locked On Saints, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ross Jackson here, your host, covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, like nobody else does it every single Monday through Friday. Lead analyst over at allsaintsconsidered.com. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC. And as always, welcome to all of our first-time listeners, as well as to all of those of you who have been supporting me from the jump. Houdet family, and welcome to Thursday's edition of Locked On Saints. And we are live with the Locked On Saints Facebook group today. If you want to be a part of that for next week, just join the Facebook group at Facebook dot com slash groups slash locked on saints i'll let you know we might do it at 10 again on next week but we might have to shift the time a little bit with schedules and things like that with camp so we'll figure out what that is but if you want to be a part of that just join the group and that's the best way to stay up to date and of course i'll let you know what's going on here on the show so let's go ahead and jump into these questions We're going to start off with the homie Michael Moore. He comes through with the first question. Thank y'all, first of all, everybody for being here. Much, much appreciated. Glad to see a big group of people up in here ready to get their questions answered. I love it. I love it. I love it. Training camp is really sparking a lot of excitement around here, so I'm really excited about it. All right, so the first question from Michael Moore here is, how many wide receivers do you think that the Saints will keep? Uh, For me, it's got to be five or six, and I've I've been pretty consistent about this. Five is sort of the usual for me, so in 2016, they kept four. In 2017, they kept six. And then last year in 2018, they kept five. And so I think five makes sense for this season, especially with all of the other position groups that they have. But because of the versatility and everything on the offensive line and on the defensive line, I could see them maybe keeping one guy that can serve multiple role, multiple roles a la a Ryan Groy, uh, a Will Clapp, a, a Marshall Newhouse, a, um, a Mario Edwards that can actually open up a roster spot at wide receiver so that they could keep six. So I could see either one of those. The other scenario is if let's say you know Deontay Harris wins the return battle with Marcus Sherrills and I could see him getting the sixth spot regardless of what it is that goes on with other roster spots being available so I think either five or six which is that that, those are the ones that make the most sense for me uh second question here comes from Tomas Tomas hello Ross uh Tomas from Brazil here Brazil welcome into the building man appreciate you big fan of the show thank you thank you thank you and Saints um even living very far away from New Orleans. Yeah, man, I appreciate you. Uh, in terms of the linebacker groups in the NFL, where do you think the Saints are ranked? Well, good news for you. I actually have an exact number for that. Uh, Mike Clay of ESPN actually dropped an article today to where he ranked every team amongst their position groups. And for off-ball linebacker, he actually ranked the Saints 16th, middle of the pack. Now, this makes sense because you're not talking about edge rushing. You're not talking about any of that. That's a separate category, right? So you're talking about off-ball linebackers, Alex Anzalone, uh, uh, Demario Davis, AJ Klein. AJ Klein's a little bit more of a blitzer and a little bit more of a run stopper while your other two guys there are your coverage guys who also, you know, uh, affect the run game. But I could see them being middle of the pack. I mean, in terms of name recognition, they're pretty low, right? Demario Davis is probably the most well-known linebacker that they have. And even still, he's not super well-known just across like the, the general public or the general sort of casual NFL fan. He's just a big deal for us in New Orleans. And that makes perfect sense, right? Then when you look at the type of play that they have, their play is very sort of low key, right? They're not racking up a ton of interceptions. They're not racking up a ton of sacks. They're very much game control guys, communicators, making sure everybody gets set up and then ensuring the success of the defense in the mind game, right? So the type of play that they have isn't this big flashy play like you're going to see from some of these other linebackers. They're not going to be, you know, your Colts linebackers that are flashy, you know, that 
that your your Cowboys linebackers that are flashy. These are your guys that win on the cerebral side of the game. And so that makes sense that they would sort of fall toward maybe the bottom half or the middle of the pack. So I like seeing them in the middle of the pack and I'm perfectly comfortable with what that is because I, I can do without the flashy stuff. I like the way that our linebackers play in New Orleans or our, I don't work for the team. I like the way that the Saints linebackers play and that the way that we get to take them in. I like their style of ball and I'm perfectly fine with them being ranked 16th among the league. All right. And for our third question here, Brendan comes through uh, out of Hendrickson, Marcus Williams and Alex Anzalone, the 2017 uh, defensive draft picks. Who do you feel like will have the biggest impact this year? That's a good question. Um, I think Hendrickson is going to continue his rotational defensive end role with Cam Jordan. So he'll see the field every now and then. I think Alex Anzalone and Marcus Williams are going to see the field pretty much every snap. Uh, outside of, you know, Hendrickson, who's only going to see it on a rotational basis. So I have to pick out of one of those two. And I think just from playing in a more standout position and having more to prove, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm going to go with my heart here. I'm going to say Alex Anzalone is going to have the biggest impact out of those two. I love Marcus Williams. Y'all have heard me defend Marcus Williams a lot on this podcast. I'm a bit of a Marcus Williams apologist and or a truther, depending on how you look at it. But when it comes to who I think is going to have the biggest impact, I look at Anzalone to have a potential Pro Bowl season this year. He's had a year now working alongside uh, Demario Davis, learning from Demario Davis, which is just, who, who else do you really want to learn from right now from the linebacker position with what this dude has brought into? New Orleans, right? Like he's been incredible. Like let's not pretend like he hasn't been. Uh, so when it comes to who I think will have the biggest impact, I'm going to give that nod to to Alex Anzalone. He's playing in that second level, which is a little bit more of an impact position. Marcus Williams has an impact, but it's not always a flashy impact. You've heard me talk about it many times that he took away the deep ball toward the last half of the season, but he lacked the splash plays. Alex Anzalone might make more of those splash plays. We'll never forget the fact that he spun Julio Jones in the air like a helicopter and made him fumble the football. We will never, ever, ever forget that. And so when you look at the types of plays that Alex Anzalone can be put in position to make from the second level, I think that he can have the best impact or the biggest impact out of those three going into 2019. All right, we got just a couple more questions here coming up, moving into the second segment. But real quick, I want to make sure that you are listening to the new Locked On NFL podcast with the expert analysis from former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast for all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. All right, y'all. So I know that we're all very excited about the Michael Thomas news. Five years, $100 million, $20 million a year. And I wish that I could tell you how to make $20 million a year and what to do to do that. And I can't, but here's what I can tell you. It's how to increase your performance and get that extra confidence you need in bed. Bluetooth.com. That's Bluetooth like the color blue. Bluetooth brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pills. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants some extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Bluetooth is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal just for our listeners. Visit Bluetooth.com and get your first shipment for free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-2.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. Bluetooth is the better, cheaper, and faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. All right. 
right, Huda Nation, we are answering questions from the Locked on Saints Facebook group. If you want to be a part of this, just go ahead and join the group at facebook.com slash groups slash Locked on Saints. That way you can participate whenever I go live. Sometimes we do a mailbag, just kind of dependent on schedules and everything. But go ahead, join so you can be a part of it however we do it. Next question here is from Brendan. He asks, if you could bring back Deuce McAllister or Pierre Thomas in their prime and add them to this current roster, who do you choose? All right. I love these two guys. I think every Saints fan does. Every Saints fan loves Deuce McAllister and Pierre Thomas. If you don't love them, then I would love to hear why, because you're nuts. But uh, when it comes to those two guys, I'm going to go Deuce McAllister. And the reason why I go Deuce McAllister is because I think Deuce McAllister's between the tackle, just being strong as hell, running over people without a helmet on type of play would complement Alvin Kamara's play so well. Like you get Alvin Kamara and Deuce McAllister on a roster together and you're done. Like if you thought that the tandem of Deuce McAllister and Mark Ingram was really good, you get Deuce McAllister, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram was really good. You get Alvin Kamara and Deuce McAllister together, it's game over. Like the Saints, the Saints wouldn't need to re-sign Michael Thomas to a five-year, $100 million contract that have everything they need just in those two. I'm just playing, but <laughs> I would, I would, and then you also put, you know, Michael Thomas on that team with Deuce McAllister, Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, uh, uh, Ted Ginn Jr., all these guys, man, I would be so happy to see that. So I'm going to go Deuce McAllister there as opposed to uh, Pierre Thomas. And the reason being, the reason why I don't go with Pierre Thomas, it's not because I don't like Pierre Thomas. I think Pierre Thomas is incredible. He was a Super Bowl hero for for them in 2019 as well. Um, it's just the style of play is too similar between the two, right? You you have the same playbook there. Whereas when you have Deuce McAllister, who also had some receiving prowess out the backfield, he wasn't a Pierre Thomas out the backfield or an Alvin Kamara out the backfield, but definitely kind of kind of the same playbook as Alvin Kamara, right? So you put in Deuce McAllister, you create some contrast there and then watch those two complement and profit i love it i think that that would be super dope i would love to be able to do something like that maybe that's what i'm going to do when i get my madden 20 <laughs> get get a deuce McAllister, to create a player at some point and throw money did y'all see somebody did a create a player for uh zion williamson as a tight end in um in Madden 20. That was pretty funny to see too. All right. Next question here. Zach Smith. Oh, we're going to keep on the topic of running backs here. Who makes it as the Saints third running back? Well, Zach, it depends. Uh, if Theo Riddick signs with the Saints, Theo Riddick will make it as the third running back. Otherwise, right now with Buck Allen being on injured reserve, Rob Kelly now being in the building um, and Divine Zigbo being there, I, I kind of lean back to uh, Divine Azigbo. I was all about design, Divine Azigbo until Buck Allen got on this roster. I don't think that I, I like Rob. I, I could see why the Saints signed Rob Kelly because he does a little bit of both. Um, in terms of being a receiver and uh, a runner between the tackles and everything, but just his injury history and everything that comes along with that at that running back position in particular, if you want somebody that's going to be able to contribute on special teams in that running back three position and be a potential backup running back, to me, uh, Rob Kelly doesn't make as much sense, right? But if you can get Devon Azigbo in there who can be a reliable pass catcher at the backfield and a reliable runner, uh, Tyler McClatchy refers to him as Mark Ingram light or diet Mark Ingram, which I love, and I can see that in his tape. But when you get him in there, if you can teach him to be a factor on special teams, much like Dwayne Washington is, then to me, Divine Azigbo makes the most sense. But 100% to me, if Theo Riddick makes this roster, Theo Riddick is your third running back going into 2019. 
All right, final question for this segment. Norberto asks, what do you think is the record for the Saints? Or what do you think the, is the record that the Saints will end with? Uh, I say 13 and three. I'm close to that. I'm not going 13 and three. I'm going to go 12 and four. I think they pretty much lose a game a quarter, right? You break up the, the roster or you break up the schedule rather, 16 game schedule in the quarters, you get four games. I think they lose one out of every four of those games throughout the season. I could see them dropping one of the Rams or Seattle game, probably the Seattle game because you're traveling away from home for a pretty long time even though your travel time isn't super long you're still traveling to los angeles then to seattle and then coming back to new orleans as opposed to coming back to new orleans in between so they'll get some rest but it's just going to be a little weird and then it's always tough to be the team to, to go into seattle after you've played a road game there's some t- statistic about that and it's crazy and then i think within the next four chunks of games there's always a game that i feel like they could drop um the bears game i think is in the second quarter the third quarter i believe is the falcons thanksgiving game in in georgia i, I could see them dropping that game i don't want them to i want them to sweep atlanta again and with the way that caleb mcgarry is now going through this 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 scope in his heart or whatever that he's dealing with uh he was the 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 first round draft pick that the Falcons traded back into the first round to draft that I never understood and now you've got a guy that could could perpetually miss half a season every year uh, because of stuff like this. this is the third time he's getting this procedure done the defensive injuries maybe they will sweep him again a third time I could definitely see it happen Julio Jones ain't going to score no touchdowns so when you look at them they could potentially win both of those games and they go undefeated for that third quarter but I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep my reservations I'm gonna show some restraint a little bit and I'm gonna say maybe they drop one of those Falcons games and then to me for the last quarter it's the week 17 game because nobody's going to care about it at that point they'll be what 12 and 3 and then probably be either have the first seed or have a tiebreaker issue or whatever in the 17th game you know the 17th week 16th game just isn't gonna matter so right y'all we got a few more questions coming up to wrap up the show uh one of the things that we are going to be talking about next is how the saints after getting this michael thomas contract done and finished and signed five years 100 million dollars how are they going to retain the rest of the big names on their team but before we get to that let me tell you a little something about one of our sponsors support for the locked on saints podcast comes from manscaped who is number one in men's below the belt grooming you may have seen him on shark tank manscaping offers precise Precision engineered tools for your family jewels get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. All right, family, going into our last few questions here, although some are still coming in, so I'll try to rapid fire as many as I can as they come through. Uh, when it comes to the Michael Thomas contract, which we should discuss, I did a bonus episode on it already. Five years, $100 million, $20 million per year. All of that. Goodness gracious, what a contract for that dude. First ever non-quarterback to break that $20 million ceiling. So, Brian Ross asked, how is it that with the Saints giving all of this money to Michael Thomas, they're going to be able to re-sign guys like Alvin Kamara, Ryan Ramchek, so on and so forth. So when it comes, let me let me say it this way too. When, when it comes to Ryan Ramchek, Marshawn Lattimore, don't worry about that. They've got a fifth year option. That's not going to come up for at least a couple of years now, right? So that can, that those two guys can be shelved and that can be worked out. Alvin Kamara, I think, is going to be an interesting contract to see how that unfolds. You got a guy that is a big time receiving threat for your team, but then is also playing in the running back position, which takes a lot of wear and tear. Maybe they go with a shorter contract for him, a three year extension as opposed to a five year extension. I expect them to work on this before the offseason or before training camp during next year's offseason. That way they don't run into a hole 
holdout situation with a running back. So it's not really these bigger guys that I'm really most concerned about because the Saints are going to be able to keep the big guys that they want to keep. It's the role players. It's the other guys that people aren't thinking about that are really going to be the people that are going to be that are going to kind of go to the wayside in favor of rookies and young veteran or well, I guess you could say young vet talent too, right? Cheap vet talent um, so that you can make the space that you need in order to be able to sign these big contracts. You know, Teddy Bridgewater's got a big contract coming up, a mid-tier quarterback contract or a mid to high tier quarterback contract. Um, Eli Apple could be re-signed after this season. They turned down his fifth year option. That way they can actually negotiate something as opposed to going with a static number that's been set for them. So with all of that being the case, I'm paying attention to guys like we just talked about, Trey Hendrickson. Um, I'm paying attention to guys like Alex Anzalone, in a way. Demario Davis, whose contract is up after this season. I think he's only on a two-year deal. Um, uh, uh, Von Bell, Marcus Williams. I'm thinking about those guys that are sort of your second and third tier players, right? Your top tier players are Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore, Michael Thomas, uh, Cam Meredith. I mean, not Cam Meredith. Oh, Cam Meredith's gone. Cameron Jordan. Uh, so those are kind of your top tier players. And you can throw in maybe Ryan Ramchek in there, Teron Armstead. There's a couple other players that you can make an argument for there. Demario Davis maybe blurs that line a little bit. But those are like your superstar guys, right? Then you have your second tier and third tier players. And those are the ones that I think are going to be, those contracts really are going to be sacrificed in a way to make room for those top tier sort of superstar players. So those are the ones that I'm a little bit more concerned about holding on to because Von Bell has been incredible, but they also drafted CJ, C, uh, CGJ and Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Marcus Williams has been to me awesome. I know that, you know, I talked about him as a training camp loser because nobody's going to trust him, right? Nobody's going to trust him until the regular season, but I like him. And so they, but they've also got Saquon Hampton sitting back in the cut or Chauncey Gardner-Johnson because he can also play that position. You've got Eli Apple who might get a contract, but you've also got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson sitting in that position and the draft and things like that. So I think that with drafted players, rookies, vets, getting cheap contracts, things like that, some of those big time role players that we really like, I think are going to end up sort of falling to the wayside in order to make room for those bigger contracts. All right, next question. Um, Norberto asks, when is the first preseason game? Man, it is right around the corner. August 9th. Uh, it's the game against the Minnesota Vikings in New Orleans. Um, that is coming up. You know, Sunday is Fan Fest at Tulane Stadium. And then just a few days after that, they're right into practice practice. They get the day off on the Tuesday. And then they go like practice practice, for real practice. And then they get ready for their first preseason game on the 9th. Uh, next question here uh, from Brendan. Not a super glamorous position, but who you got for the third tight end? Uh, for me, that's still Alize Mack. Um, Dan Arnold's dropped a couple passes, believe it or not, throughout training camp. But he's also made some plays. But I really like what Alize Mack brings. Um, he's he's also got a passion and fire. You saw him throwing punches with Trey Hendrickson with helmets on, which, again, is stupid. Like, you're a pass catcher. Save your hands. Don't do that. But you never know. But, you know, you, you love that passion and you like to see that kind of thing. Um, and I, I just really believe in him. I think that he's somebody that was really under you utilized at Notre Dame and I think he's going to be very well utilized in the future here in uh here here in New Orleans and so I pick him for it but there's also people like Larry Holder keeps the Saints at four Titans so you might see both of them end up on the roster uh Andrew let me get a little bit closer here Andrew says um everyone seems to agree that Hill is going to be quarterback three but do you think that with his ability or with his quarterback abilities more than or do you like his uh quarterback abilities more than the other things that he does Uh, I don't I don't actually. I think that he's actually had a good camp. He's had a really good camp and he's had a really solid camp. But I like what he does elsewhere more than I like his quarterback ability. So I think he's a clear QB three for me. And I think that everyone just kind of kind of move a spot up once Drew Brees is done, whether that be after this year or after next year. Teddy Bridgewater moves up to starter. 
uh, Taysom moves up to quarterback two, and then JT Barrett moves out of the practice squad and then into the quarterback three position, unless they draft a quarterback that they really like, which is possible because the 2020 and 2021 quarterback drafts are absolutely uh, stacked. So he's got to do a little bit more with his quarterback ability, which is the actual question that you asked there, um, than he, than he's able to do with all of his other stuff if he wants to get to a point where he's in contention to be that number one quarterback. You know, look, he and Teddy Bridgewater are both going to be fighting for the starting quarterback position. They should be, right? It may not be a, a legitimate fight. Like, it may not be a legitimate battle because you got to imagine they're going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. But Taysom Hill should have absolutely no no shame in saying, I'm going to fight for the starting quarterback position once Drew Brees is gone. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You always want you guys to be the best. Speaking of the best, y'all are the best. Thank you so much for the great questions here for the Locked on Saints live stream here on the Locked on Saints Facebook group. If you want to take part in that, we do this every week. Either we do it live or we do it via mailbag, but we get it done every week. Locked on Saints Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups plural, uh, slash locked on Saints, so you can be a part of it all. So thanks everybody so much for your support and for coming through with the great questions. Just a reminder, I will be at training camp tomorrow. So if you see me holler at me, I'll let you know on Twitter and in the group how to find me, how to identify me. I don't know what I'm going to, what I'm going to have. So I'll let you know how to find me. Uh, but please, 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 if you listen to the podcast, always love meeting people that do always love shaking hands, everything like that. So, uh, come through, say hi, it means the world to me as always y'all. Thank you so much for coming through. Once again, I am Ross Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show and be sure to subscribe if you're not subscribed already and go ahead and drop that five-star review. Thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints and trust who that nation. I'll holla at you.